यू आर लिसनिंग टू अमिंट प्रोडक्शन प्रॉट यू बाय एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट Hello and welcome to Mint Dialogues, a weekly podcast where we focus on the big questions in personal finance and investing. My name is Neil Borate and I head the personal finance team at Mint. I will be your host for this podcast. The podcast is a Mint production and is available on htsmartcast.com, India's fastest growing podcast producing platform. Welcome everyone. I am Shupra from Mint Money and I am joined by my colleague Munil Burate as a co-moderator. Topic of today's session is three fixed income options that can help you beat FD returns. We have with us today Niranjan Avasti who's head of product marketing and digital business with Eaglewise AMC, Dilshad Bilmoria who's MD of Dilzer Consultants, Vijay Mantri who is co-founder and chief investment strategist with JRL Money, and Prasanna M who is the head of distribution at Vivriti Asset Management. Uh, let me start with Vijay. So, Vijay, like, what is your one advice to, uh, you know, uh, risk-averse uh, investors in in the current environment of low interest regime? So, safe. When you look at investing, just follow three principle: SLR, safety first, liquidity second, return last. But sometimes return uh, is so high that it start justifying whatever decision we take. and the slippery slope of going down the credit quality get repeated in every market condition you go for a corporate bond triple a then suddenly you'll figure out that is not good enough to start going to double a and finally going to a and then you have regret so there is a one thing you need to keep in mind when you're doing a fixed return product in the current environment return should be the last priority right now you should look at protecting the current purchasing power when the interest rate move up you will get your opportunity but right now don't try to get adventurous and chase return point number 1 point number 2 whenever in any market condition just look at sbi deposit rate anything offering you 2 and half to 3% more than that comes with a huge risk just keep that simple rule in mind point number 3 even in the current market if you want to enhance your fixed return return product do a simple thing put money in, into ultra short term or equity arbitrage fund monthly gain you get transfer that into equity you have a zero risk equity portfolio because your capital is protected in ultra and arbitrage or even bank deposit and gain you transferring into equity that will enhance your return plain and simple thank you very much niranjan uh, please add your comments two things uh, to keep in mind for a lot of fixed income investors you know there's no point taking any risk as far as their principal is concerned so keep it quite simple uh don't chase returns don't chase yields that is one second is if you're looking at mutual funds one basic thumb rule is to match the duration or average maturity of the mutual fund portfolio which you're investing with your investment horizon so if you're investing for 6 months go for ultra short term funds low duration funds if you're investing for 2 to 3 years maybe go for short term funds if you're investing longer maybe 4 5 years go for target maturity but make sure that in whichever portfolio you are investing look at the duration or maturity of that portfolio it should match with your investment horizon in that sense you kind of reduce your interest rate risk to a larger extent and as i mentioned in point number 1 don't take credit risk fixed income is more about earning 
you know nominal returns uh, and not uh, you know chasing alpha like we chase in equity yes rightly said uh, prasanna what would you like to add here maintaining asset allocation becomes very challenging with uh, in a very low interest rate environment uh, uh, do not get tempted to change your asset allocation at every turn of interest rate cycle at every innovation you do get new products which protect you for both uh, for all the risks involved in any asset class uh, in uh, in equities it could be arbitrage in fixed income products it could be as simple as an alternate which protects you for both credit risk and interest rate risk it's in a way you could look at it like an arbitrage fund kind of a thing where you where you are uh, assured of a particular kind of a return you can you can extrapolate a kind of a return my uh, my summing point is that asset allocation has to be maintained and within your chosen asset allocation look for the look for the one that gives you the best risk adjusted return and not just the return alone all right uh dilshant yeah i think the all the good points are covered uh, i would say keep the uh, selection very simple um, I, i would not recommend structured or uh, you know those kind of products because um, at the end of the day they provide uh, you know uh, sometimes they don't provide the desired returns they don't have the liquidity so uh, keep it as simple as possible if you understand it then that's where you should be investing and uh, like prasanna said i think asset allocation is the basis uh not to be carried away today because equity markets are really on the high uh once you are clear about what your risk profile and asset allocation is stick to that uh, irrespective of where uh, markets are moving absolutely excellent advice now we'll move on to q&a with our listeners where our listeners will be given a chance to ask their questions to the experts present with us today are they a uh, substitute for uh, a fixed income a sort of a small portion to reits and invits uh, any light on that uh, from any of the panelist excellent question uh, vijay would you like to take that up yes i think these are these are very good option and uh, in my opinion certain part of the portfolio of investor can be logged into these kind of product the yield available on these product is anything between 5% to 8 9% and there's also potential for capital appreciation you also need to keep in mind that on the real estate side we are perhaps entering at the bottom of the cycle if there's overall economic uptake if the interest rate is going to go up then inflationary environment is always good for real estate so we can also expect some capital appreciation so yes reits and invit and uh, particular reits are also very liquid you can offload them in the market only need to keep one thing in mind is that you need to have demat account they need to buy through broker so that is a part part for the course and in in these product your advisor don't make any money so i don't think any advisor would suggest you until unless you are ia who charges you on something but for these kind of product you can go directly and i think it is a very good way to enhance your overall investment performance one more thing i would like to add here is uh, sorry vijay uh, if you could also define what reit and invits are people don't know and yeah, how they yeah. were paying just two lines so reits is basically a real estate investment trust so what happened that they they have a pool of asset which are pre lease property so suppose you are building which suppose your office and you rented it out and you get 4 to 5% rental yield in the same way you have like 15 20 buildings in different different part of 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 the country buildings maybe data center maybe commercial space maybe warehousing various kind of stuff just like mutual fund suppose you buy one ncd directly you get interest of the ncd 
In mutual fund, you get a diversified portfolio. Similarly, when you invest in REIT, REITs have a 15, 20, 30, 40 properties and you get a diversified portfolio. Whatever rental yield the REITs get every year, 90% of that is given back to the investor in form of the return. So that is a yield of the property you get. The beauty of that, whenever you buy a REIT, you can look at the yield available at that time compared to the market prices. Invits are again similar kind of a stuff. So you have a two, three invest interesting invit available in India. One is is uh, the IRB in, uh, invit, which is looking which looks at invest which which have a underlying asset of uh, highways, and another one is Starlight, which which is underlying asset is is Power Grid. And both these are, I think you can secure your retirement, your income for at least 20 to 30 years. So what happened in, in those assets is these assets has been bought by a trust and the trust issue units, the way mutual fund issues units and these trusts get annual income of the property which they own and that is being transferred to you. So all these options, in my opinion, which were not available five, six years back, now they are available, but they are not very popular because there's no economic interest for anybody to bring these product to you. That's a good point, Vijay. So how much would you recommend that of their portfolios people should invest in REITs and invits? So it's very interesting. Uh, uh, I think it should be kept as a part of your total real estate portfolio. Uh, though it is much more liquid than direct ownership of the real estate, but it has to be kept within overall real estate portfolio of the investor. Uh, they are much more liquid. So, uh, um, uh, without going into every individual investor's portfolio, I would recommend that at least 5% should be invested uh, of your hard-earned money and there are 3-5 um, uh, options available. So, 1-1% of your portfolio. After you tested this, then perhaps you can increase it to up to 10%. But I think in the current environment, I think we need to keep uh, that option in the mind. Right. Thanks. Krishna, would you like to? I think we should we should let Krishna ask his uh, follow-up question. Krishna, please go ahead. Yeah, so uh, I have three questions. Uh, one on the target maturity fund. Sorry, Krishna, uh, we have a lot of people, so if you could keep it to one, uh, unfortunately, we have limited sure. time. So, uh, I just wanted to understand on the safety part of these target maturity funds and uh, is there any lock-in or somebody wants to switch over from a different maturity to a different maturity? Thank you. Prasanna, why, why don't you take this up? Uh, see, target maturity funds, uh, they, they come in with liquidity. So you want to switch in from one uh, target maturity to another target maturity. Of course, you incur an exit load if applicable. And you also incur the applicable capital gain taxes. As a ticket, uh, the the safety in a hold to maturity product is applicable only if you hold it to maturity. In the interim period, till till you hold it, prices do fluctuate. Uh, as explained earlier, uh, uh, bond yields and prices move inversely. Uh, so you on a daily basis you may see interim volatility in your uh, in your prices. So let us say you you are intending to hold uh, you have a target ma target maturity of invested hundred rupees in a target maturity fund. Your exit may not be at hundred rupees if interest rates have moved upwards. Your exit may be at higher than hundred rupees if interest rates have moved downwards from the time you have invested into it. 
But if you hold it to maturity, yes, of course, you get, you get the yield at which you enter. Thank you, Mr. Prasad. Right. Uh, Can I add one or two points here? Sure, man. Yeah, I just wanted to on, uh, on add on the safety part. So while on the interest rate uh, risk, definitely there is a safety aspect if you hold it till maturity. Uh, I think so Krishna uh, would also like to highlight that there is another risk, which is credit risk, which Vijay also alluded to in the debt fund. Uh, however, if you see most of the target maturity funds today in India uh, are launched either on the PSU or SDL uh, or a combined portfolio base basis. So, you know, the one which we have just launched, which is uh, Edelweiss PSU bond plus SDL index 127. It has 50-50% between PSU and SDL. So from credit risk perspective, as Wait, of imagine, date, could you define what SDL is for people who don't know? Yeah, sure. sure. So SDLs are basically uh, bonds which are issued by state and they are called state development loans. Like uh, the central government issues GSEC to, uh, you know, uh, to do multiple projects or uh, fill in their deficit. States do also run some deficit to um, you know, fulfill their deficit, they actually issue bonds. Uh, and these are known as SDL. So, Maharashtra SDL, uh, if state uh, of Gujarat issues in SDL, it is known uh, as Gujarat SDL. So, these are SDL. So, these portfolio which combine PSU bonds, which are public sector undertakings, mostly AAA rated, uh, plus SDL are uh, quite safe as far as credit risk is concerned. And you know, investors investing in them uh, may take them uh, as quite low on the risk as far as credit risk is concerned. Right. Thank you. Akash, would you like to go ahead, please? Yes. Hi. Thanks for the opportunity. I just wanted to clarify since you were discussing about tax-free bonds. So if someone sells it just before the maturity or in the secondary market, the coupon is tax-free. But you still you can still qualify for the capital gains, right? If you are in the highest tax bracket, and if you can just someone can briefly uh, mention about the taxation of REITs and REITs. Uh, Vijay, why don't you take this up? So in the tax-free bond, suppose uh, you are selling before the maturity, there'll be no capital gain tax in your hand at all because suppose you bought a tax-free bond at one lakh rupees and then you took interest for all these years. If it is coming closer to the maturity, the value will fall automatically because suppose your maturity is tomorrow, then what? What, what people will pay you higher premium. So I don't think you will have capital gain tax in that at all. It will be redeemed at par at whatever price you bought. But suppose you bought it from the secondary market okay, and you bought it at a higher price and the money get redeemed, then then it is a challenge, it's a, it's a loss. So if you, if, if you have a loss on your portfolio, then it is much better you knock it off before the maturity date so it is a secondary market transaction. You can get capital loss and you can get benefit. You can adjust this against the capital gain you have in other part of your portfolio. This is one part. Read uh, whatever income you get. Uh, no, sorry, Vijay. I, I think, I think uh, if, sorry, if you could clarify on this one point that you have these tax-free bonds, then interest rates fall across the board. So mm -hmm. the price of the bond goes up and you sell it at a profit. Yes. Then do you have to pay capital yes. gains tax on that profit? Yeah, you have to pay capital gain tax on that profit. So suppose you bought a bond at one lakh rupees and today the bond is quoting at one lakh three thousand, one lakh four thousand, then three to four thousand is your capital gain and you have to pay tax on that. The question the gentleman was asking is that what happens? Suppose the bond is maturing. Right now all these bonds are quoting at the higher price. 
if before the maturity they sell, then what happens? But before the maturity, there will be no gain because the gain will just start disappearing. It is quoting at one lakh three thousand right now. But suppose there's a maturity fifteen days down the line, and in who will pay you one lakh three thousand? Because it will get redeemed at one lakh rupees only. So the closer you go to the maturity, the premiums start disappearing from these bonds. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and then second part was REITs and interests. Uh, REITs, uh, whatever earning you get, uh, is completely taxable in your hand. So that you need to keep in mind. And and capital gain uh, become uh, just like a, uh, after three years it become long term capital gain and is subject to indexes. Suppose you bought REITs in the open market through stock exchange and you keep that in your demat account and if you sell after three years, whatever gain you have it will be taxed uh, at twenty percent with indexation and suppose your losses it can be adjusted again other gain you have in any part of the portfolio. Sorry, Vijay. I believe the dividends from REITs and invests are tax-free, right? That's what. Yeah, but so, it is yeah. taxed at the entity level, so it's effectively it is same thing because it is taxed at the entity level. Effectively, whatever yield the property generates, there's a tax incident somewhere. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sure. Akash, I so hope that answers. Because if, yeah. if you if if you if you say tax-free, then people assume that it is not taxable at all. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Okay, uh, Akash, I hope that answers your question. Yes, yes, thanks a lot. Right, I think we can maybe take one more, and then we'll have to get closing comments. Uh, Yashwan, I think he was briefly here. Uh, one second, I'm just adding Shipra. Hi, Shipra. Uh, are you able to hear me? Yes. Uh, sorry, I dropped out. There was something. Yeah. Uh, I think yes. Gaurav, would you like to ask your question? Hi, Gaurav. Please go ahead. Sorry, Karo. There's some disturbance here at your end. If you'd like to ask your question now, okay. I think uh, there's some technical issue there. Uh, we have about 11 minutes left, so I think Shipra, maybe it's time to take the closing. Sorry, comment. I seem to be not able to hear myself itself. So I will still. Post we can the hear you, Karo. You can go ahead. Uh, the question is very simple. More often than not, uh, in case of all the you know debt investment, uh, the the idea of investing into debt uh, for the retired retired people. Is to have cash flows on a little more regular basis. Is there? I mean, systematic withdrawal plan is something that was spoken. I I could hear that. Are there any such options or any other options which possibly can give a little more regular cash flow, periodic cash flow, more frequently, uh, as well as being very safe? Right. And alternate. Yeah. Let's yeah, go ahead. So I think um, see, when it comes to retirement corpus, there is no one such instrument that always works best. Right. So depending on the size of the retirement corpus, a combination uh, of uh, investment options is typically what should be planned. Um, Uh, so, if uh, to answer something with high safety and regular cash flows, another option could be the corporate uh, uh, deposits. I think it, that was also mentioned earlier. Uh, again, AAA rated is what we would recommend uh, at all times, considering you know there have been past instances of um, defaults that have happened. So, um, the only point being that uh, the interest is fully taxable. But if you invest in any corporate fixed deposit and hold to maturity, I mean, hold it for that tenure that you have invested, you will get the fixed rate of interest. There will be absolutely no fluctuation, um, you know, in the cash flows. And um, uh, I, like I mentioned, even annuity is still a very attractive option because the rates have just been upped uh, by many annuity providers. Right. Thanks, Dilshad. 
uh, I think we have just eight minutes left, so we should now uh, take the closing comments. Yes. Uh, For that, uh, just one more question on uh, uh, you know short-term bond funds, uh, Prasanna. Why don't you take this up? Uh, you know, given that the interest rate cycles are getting shorter, uh, these funds usually come with three to four years maturity. So, would you say that uh, you know locking in at the current rates would be a good thing to do? It depends on the uh, strategy, whether it's an absolute return strategy or a market-driven return strategy. If when interest rate cycles are getting shorter, let's say whether it is a short-term bond fund or a roll-down fund, uh, you could go wrong even by investing into a shorter duration fund if interest rates were to turn very, very fast into it. But having said that, uh, the three-year, three to four-year segment is the most ideal segment for a debt investor to be invested into. Uh, and they should be looking uh, looking at investing into funds. That's all for today's podcast. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back next week with a fresh episode. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to me at neil.b at livemint.com. To give us feedback, you can reach out to us also on HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn and Clubhouse. To listen to more podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com or suno naye nazariye se. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.